<coughs> Let's pray. <laughs> Kids are dismissed. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the word of God. And we thank you, Lord, that as we are gathered in the name of Jesus, Lord, you're, you're, you are here in our midst. You're omnipresent. But Lord, we have a, a, a posture of welcoming God the Father, the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in our midst. And we thank you for speaking. We thank you for ministering to us here today. So I humble myself and I ask that you speak through me. Give to your people what they need. In Jesus' name, everyone that agrees says, amen, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles uh, and your tablets, you can open up to Romans 12. Uh, our text has been Romans 12, 6 through 8. One of the verses we've been sharing each week is um, Ephesians 4, 8. The scripture says, therefore, he says, when he, Jesus, ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts. Somebody shout gifts. Gifts unto men. And we're talking about the seven innate motivational spiritual gifts that are in the Bible here, especially in Romans 12 gifts. And we said that all humans are born with one or more of these gifts. So you can have not just, you have at least one. Did you hear that? You have at least one. You have made two, three, four, many of these gifts as we talk about them. And today, this is the sixth week in our series, and I think for the sake of time, uh, and we want to allow time for fellowship out there uh, with Joel and Kim, we're going to just hit a, a, the gift of giving. The gift of giving, what a tremendous gift. Uh, my text, Romans 12, I'll read, since we have gifts that differ, according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed. If service in the act of serving, or one who teaches in the act of teaching, or he who encourages in the act of encouragement, or he who gives with generosity, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy in caring for others with cheerfulness. Somebody say amen. And we've been reading this verse each week in 1 Peter 4.10. I love it. It said, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. It means, and he goes on to say, use them well to serve one another. We're supposed to use the gifts to serve one another. How many of you know having a gift is a blessing to yourself? But we're supposed to use it to serve and bless others. In the Greek, it actually means active service. And I love this, kicking up dust because you're on the move. Kicking up dust because you're on the move. And so these Romans 12 gifts, as we just read, are prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving. Uh, so we want to talk about the gift of giving here today, the gift of giving. This is not exhaustive, but this is just a brief touch on this gift. And uh, as, as I said, in each service at the end in this series, I want to pray for those. Pray for those of you that say, you know what, I feel I, feel I have this gift. This is a gift that God has graced me with, and I want to just lay my hands on you, as we've done in each, each of these uh, in this series, and stir up that gift within you in Jesus' name. Amen? So those with the motivational gift of giving are, they're, you could say they're like the arms of the body of Christ. They truly enjoy reaching out through the giving of their time, their talent, and their resources. They are excited about the prospect of blessing others. They, just, they love to, to bless other people. And here's the thing. They, 
They desire to give quietly, in secret. We'll touch on this in a moment. And that's what motivates them to give. They give cheerfully, and they always give the best that they can. So what a tremendous gift. And here's the thing. They are very alert to people's needs. So they can come into a situation. They can overhear something that'll stick in their mind and heart. It said, you know what? I heard so-and-so has a need of, you know, new brakes on the car. Come on, somebody. Or they needed a tune-up. The tire blew out. Or, you know what? They need their lawn mowed. I had, where other people could be talking, drinking coffee, and it missed that whole thing. Come on, somebody. Uh, it's, am I speaking to anybody here? And so they just, they're just like a tune. They walk in. They go, Yes. And, and so they have that ability. So some of these, uh, uh, the people with this gift, the ability, many times, you know, they, they can make money. Not always, but they're, the times they're businessmen and women, and they, they make wise investments. And uh, once again, when they give, they don't like anybody to know what they're giving. And it, it, they like to be anonymous. I mean, know what I mean by that? You know, just giving anonymously. And they don't like to be pressured into giving. Actually, they will actually pull back if they feel like they're being pressured into giving. They don't like that, and so they don't want to be pressured. They also have an alertness to valid needs, and, 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 and many times, as I just said, they'll, they're just gonna, they'll give on behalf of something quietly. Uh, numerous times over the last almost 30 years of, of pastoring, 30-plus uh, years now, that uh, people just say, hey, can we just bless or whatever in this situation? Yeah, absolutely. And, the, and that's it. And it's taken care of. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? How many know God knows you need? And how many know he can speak to somebody on your need? Could just make, it, make them aware. It's like, I don't know, but I just feel. And it's like, that's exactly what I needed. God knew. <laughs> um, they have a desire to feel part of the church community and ministry and and, and, and especially in, to the individuals whom the gifts are given, um, but, not, but not always. And some, like for this church building, uh, we've had a number of people that uh, uh, I know and, and been in great relationship with, wonderful people that they said, you're building a church? We'll help you out. Amen. <laughs> it's just a tremendous blessing to have that. And uh, uh, they, they, they like to give towards ministry endeavors and, like I said, a, a new building project or a new playground area. Come on, somebody. Uh, they want to be a part of it. And so they really did not looking for recognition, just to simply, hey, thank you. Just a simple thank you. Some of the observations, I don't want to say these are negatives, but <clears throat> they're just observations. Those with the gift of giving is they are cause-orientated, not necessarily people-orientated. So just think about that. At times it can come across, they come maybe seem judgmental of other people, not handling their finances in a wise way. At times, they, uh, at times their desire, if I can say it this way, to give, it may appear to be controlling, but really it's, it, it's not. Once again, if they're pressured to give, um, their refusal to respond may seem like a, a lack of generosity. Another interesting observation about this grace and gift times, these people with the gift of giving, they may or may not have a lot of means and resources, but they, they live frugally, some of them. They live, you know what I mean by that? Let me, I'll, I'll identify, I might digress here in a moment. Research and stories teach that wealthy people, including the very wealthiest, are surprisingly frugal. It's not saying that they're cheap. They're just frugal in their life. You're awfully quiet here this morning. <laughs> giving, talk about giving. Uh, there is a difference between being cheap and frugal. 
How many know what I mean by that? <clears throat> being frugal is a commitment to saving and spending less. Do you know what I heard? The largest, <laughs> the, the fastest growing business uh, in America is the storage units. <laughs> I don't even need to elaborate on that. Some people, <laughs> preach Pastor Mike, I believe I will. Frugal means being smarter and wiser at prioritizing your funds, finding the best value, making solid investments. And, you know, and I, this is one definition I heard of cheap. I don't necessarily mean it always oh, means that, but getting the most affordable possible option, regardless of whether it is of high quality or not. Well, you know, I get that. And, you know, sometimes you, and I like tools, but sometimes you need a certain tool that you're not going to use all the time. Come on, men. So you can get a knockoff Chinese thing and use it only once. How I many know what I mean? But you needed it. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're cheap. It's just, you know. But, but um, the, the, you know, and I think of some, some, of, the, some of the wealthiest people, and uh, there was a private investor. His name is David uh, Chiriton. He's worth $6 billion. Did you hear that? $6 billion. He cuts his own hair. He's not bald. So he's not, you know, he's, he cuts his own hair to save money. Some of you ladies, you know, well, <laughs> anyhow, I'm just kidding. You, one example of this is they don't see a vehicle as a status symbol. They just, they don't see it. They look at it instead that it just serves a purpose. It gets me from point A to point B. I'm not implying jalopies. Come on now. <laughs> Help me hear what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that, but the, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, ways that we can be a little bit more frugal and save, you know, people pack your own lunch and things like that. You know, I heard one time that at a time when, I remember Kmart store. Yeah, we used to, Kmart used to be big. And I knew the downfall of Kmart because back in the 70s or early 80s, Kmart opened on Sunday morning. And we would drive by there, cursed of God, you know. Well, eventually <laughs> Kmart shut down. But Mitt Romney used to shop for his golf clubs there. He's worth $250 million. He's shopped at Kmart to get golf. Anyhow, frugal, frugal. How many have heard of Sam Walton, founder of Walmart? He famously drove around in a 1979 Ford F1 pickup truck for years. Uh, and his son, Jim, drove an older Dodge Dakota, despite being worth over $16 billion. And you say, why are you? I'm digressing here. I'm just talking about being frugal. And, and how many know there's a lot of things we think we need we really don't need? <laughs> Here, someone once said this, actually it was a Knight Kipler in his book, The Invisible Rich. He said, the biggest barrier to becoming rich is living like you're rich before you are. So, are you trying to imply, Pastor Mike, that only the rich should give? No. Now watch this. Only those with that gift should give? No. Our God is a giving God, and he is a God of abundance, the Bible says. In James, Psalms, Isaiah, Corinthians, Romans, all talk about that. And how many know that our God loves to give? Our God is a giving God, and he sacrificed willingly on the cross and then invited us into a fullness of life. And as his children, the scripture says, we are called to imitate him, Ephesians 5.1. Imitate our Father, and our Father is a giver. Got awfully quiet in here. Have a quote here. Our generosity and giving is a demonstration of God's character and a response to what He has done for us in our life. Are you thankful for the Lord for what He's done in your life? Are you thank you for, for His provision in your life? 
thankful. Christians are a light to the world, Matthew 5 talks about. As we become more and more who God has called us to be, more like him, more, more like him, can I get an amen? Through the process we know of sanctification, we reflect God more and more, which should cause us to be more loving, amen, more gracious, and yes, more giving. Amen. I wonder why all the PowerPoint and everything went down today because Holy Spirit knew this was going to be powerful and Satan's just attacking us. Amen. <laughs> and more giving because our God is generous and we are also called to be generous. Can you say amen? Here's the thing. Generosity not only points others to God, but it is also an appropriate response, an appropriate response to what God has done for us. Amen? Luke 12, 48 says, To whom much has been given, much more will be expected. Much more will be expected. Why? Because we have been uh, so freely loved. What? The Scripture says in John 13, we love others. We have been loved, so we love others. Because we have been forgiven, what do we do? We forgive others. Matthew 18. How many with me say amen? So our response to God's abundance with us is to share that abundance with others. And when we appropriately receive God's generosity, it humbles us. It humbles us. We recognize that we are not worthy of his gift. So, so out of gratefulness, we become more gracious with others, and we begin to learn the heart of God, and that causes us or should cause us to want to be more like him. Amen? Stand with me if you would, please. I told you I'd wrap this up quick. And so that's the motivational gift of giving, and Lord willing, in the weeks to come, we'll hit uh, the gift of leadership. But I want to pray for those. A couple of things I want to pray for. In a minute here, for those who say, you know what, I, I feel I have this, this grace and this gift, the gift of giving, and I'm to come forward, and I'm not going to shove a microphone in your mouth. I'm just going to lay hands on you and just pray to stir up the gift. But with every head bowed here this morning, as a pastor, I I'm not right with the Lord. I'm here today at church. Uh, maybe you've been coming regularly. Or maybe you're a guest. I don't know. But you're not right with Jesus. There is a grace. There is a gift in your life. 100%. And you don't want to go through life and miss all of this. Miss what God has graced you with. Miss it all. By not surrendering your life to Christ. Repenting and receiving Jesus into your life. And if your heart is ready today and you're saying yes to Jesus and no to you being king of your life, I want to pray for you as we pray corporately. And what you're doing is you're not joining this church, but you are joining the family of God. That's you here today. Say, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready to invite Christ to be Lord of my life, Savior and Lord. And forgive me of my sin. Let's pray together. Say to me, say, Jesus, I believe died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. I make a decision today to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.